0: Um, today's teaching will be based on just one parable that Jesus taught which was quite striking um, in the book of Matthew chapter number seven. We can all hear me right? Yes. Matthew chapter number seven and the verse of 24. So Jesus said quite he taught something very important in the book of Matthew chapter number seven verse 24 uh, all the way to 27. So as you write down, just say Matthew chapter number four, Matthew chapter number seven, verse twenty-four to twenty-seven. That's our scripture reading for for, for, for this afternoon. And um, even as I teach, everything that I'll teach will come from this. So we'll keep we'll be going to other scriptures, then going coming back here. You know what I mean, right? Yeah. But this will, this will be our focus for um, for today. And, I hope, um, and I, I hope and pray that by the end of the service that we will, we'll catch the, what, what the Lord wants us to catch. Because that's what's important. Amen. So Matthew chapter number seven, verse 24, the Bible says. Uh, so I'll read everything, then we'll, we'll, we'll break it down. So Matthew chapter number seven, verse 24 to 27. Jesus said, therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who builds his house on the, on the rock. And the rain uh, descended, the floods came, and the winds blew, and the uh, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. And then he says, um, "But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them, I would liken him, um, I would liken, will be like a foolish man rather, who, who built his house on the sand, and and rain." The rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it fell. Um, And and great was its fall. Now, um, coming from or being in a country where we've actually seen massive floods and rains, we've seen certain places where houses get to fall during rain season, right? We've all seen that, right? Or if you've never seen it in this country, at least you've heard about it, right? Mm -hmm. Where there was massive rain somewhere. And then the house just fell. Like it's just amusing sometimes, but how does the house fall? So we've seen certain things like that um, happen in this country. But anyway, um, as we like I said, I'll break this down. So the first thing that Jesus said in this portion of scripture, because remember, he's talking about two different people here. There's one person, the Bible records that he built his house on a rock. And because he built his house on the rock, the Bible explains that the winds came, the, the, um, the rains came, and, and whatnot, and the house did not uh, did not fall. Right? Another person built his house on the on, on sand, right? And then when the rains came, um, and the winds came, the Bible says, "Great was its fall." Right? So the Bible records. So now, two different people here, but then, um, but let me not get ahead of myself. Let's 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 go to verse 24 again. Let's break it down. The first thing Jesus says, says, therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine. Someone say, whoever hears these sayings of mine. Whoever hears these of mine. That's the first point we'll do. So number one, Jesus said, you must actually hear the sayings of him. In other words, you must actually be in a place or you must hear the word of God. That's the first thing that he gets to highlight there. He says, you must hear the word of God. Now, it's important to hear the word of God. I don't think it can ever really be um, over emphasize, really when it comes to hearing the word of God, because I don't know if you are aware, but do you know that there is no spiritual growth without the word of God? You can't grow spiritually without the word of God. No matter how, no matter how, uh, no matter how long you grow in prayer, or how how well you grow in prayer, if you've not grown in the word of God, chances are that you may be fighting things that Jesus already won. I don't know if you understand. And there are times when let's say. Um, you hear someone praying a certain way and at times you can actually tell this person doesn't read their bible because if they read their bible they wouldn't say what they're saying mm-hmm. even in prayer so you can grow in in every way really but then if you're not growing in the word of god then you're not growing at all okay you can grow in every way possible but if your growth is not founded on the word of God, that means your growth is not growth at all. All right. So it says, whoever hears these sayings of mine. Now, when we talk about hearing the word of God, the importance really is, I'm reminded of uh, of um, what happened with Apostle Paul in the book of um, Acts chapter number 14. Just write it down. Acts chapter number 14, verse 9, um, verse, 9 to, verse 9 to, verse 8 to 10, somewhere there. Acts chapter number 14, verse 8 to 10. Now, the Bible shows us something interesting in there. You can read it at your own time, right? So I'm telling you to write it down. So Acts chapter number 14, verse 8 to 10. The Bible tells us something. Paul was in a city called Lystra, all right? And the Bible records that Paul was actually speaking. And while he was speaking, he was actually, uh, there was a man in the, in the auditorium or in the in the meeting who the Bible records that he had been um he was born lame. So he had never walked in his in his entire life. All right, So the Bible records. And then the Bible says, "While Paul was teaching, Paul was able to perceive that the man had faith." All right? So the Bible records. So Paul was able to perceive that the man had faith. Where did the faith come from? What Paul was saying. Because the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, right? So the Bible says Romans chapter number 10 verse, verse 17. So, faith does not come unless the word of God is taught to you. I don't know if you understand. So, it means this guy was actually in a meeting and he's being, uh, Paul is talking. And all of a sudden, imagine a guy who's never walked his entire life. Doesn't know what it's like to walk. And Paul is teaching in that moment. And the Bible records that the man had faith. And then the only thing Paul told him is rise up and walk. Paul didn't even have to bind or pray anything, and the man, the man didn't have to struggle to to receive his healing because in the in the atmosphere where where he was hearing the word of God, his faith was being built. Praise the Lord, and that's how it is sometimes when uh, with a number of people, there are times when all you have to do is just simply be in a place where the word of God is being taught, and in that place you receive faith to do what you need to do. In that place you receive faith to attain the results that you need to attain. Praise God. Yeah. It means, do you, do you, when Jesus talk, talked about moving mountains, he referred it to faith, right? Yeah. So it means without faith someone can't even move a mountain. It's not possible. And the Bible also records that without faith you can't even please God. It's not possible. So in other words, the people that please God, the people that know how to please God are found in the place where the Word of God is being taught. That answers your question, those of you who to please God. Lord, I just want to please you. You must have faith. You must walk in faith. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Praise God. And the Bible also records in Acts chapter number 20, verse 32. It says, Now brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among us those who are sanctified. So the Bible says, Says, now, brethren, I commend you to God. Read it. Ask, open it. Acts chapter number 20, verse 32. Acts chapter number 20, verse 32. It says, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among us those who are sanctified. So, the Bible is showing us here that the word of God, number one, the word of God is able to build you up. Number two, the word of God is able to deliver an inheritance to you. How many here know that they've got an inheritance in Christ? Raise your hand. And I mean, he don't know. It's okay not to know. Mm-hmm. So I assume everyone knows. I'll never teach on it, right? <laughs> no, because no one's hands was up when I said how many don't know. <laughs> so this church knows what their inheritance is in Christ. Eh? So we're never tackling that. <laughs> Praise God. But if you end up walking contrary to it, it we'll question you. I thought you told us you know <laughs> what it means. So, the Word of God is able to deliver to you the inheritance that you have in Christ Jesus. Now, there are so many things that the Word of God says. There are so many things that the the Word of God says. And if you don't know what the Word of God says, you will never walk in it. You will never walk in it. Just like, for example, when you are given notes at school, if you don't know what's in those notes, what you will produce in that exam will be wonders upon wonders. (laughs) understand yeah you end up describing everything except for what you're being asked (laughs) because you don't know exactly what in the material you've been given and that's how it is with the lord of god you've been given material for it for you to know number one who god is and how to relate with him number two who you are in him and exactly what you possess in christ so if you don't know exactly what you have in christ you will never walk in it entirely are you following and the easiest way to abuse something is not to know its, its function or its use. I'll give you an example. If today you decide to give, let's say, a $100 note to a two-year-old. So just put it in their mouth or something. Or maybe two years, they're, they're a bit grown. Let's say a, a nine-month-old child, right? Like a baby. Now, to you, a $100 note is, is a lot of money. <laughs> How much is it right now in Zamien Kwacha? Mm-hmm. Sorry? One-eight, right? somewhere there. So now imagine, to that baby, such one note, such paper, right? They will get that paper and even tear it up, right? Or put it in their mouth. And they can just leave it anywhere. Now, for an adult, if you give them a $100 note, they just go straight to a bureau. <laughs> you know what I mean? They don't care where it's coming from. They just they just get it. Why? Right. They know the value, they, they know the they, they know what that note is worth. And they're not able to abuse it. But for a child, what do they do? They don't know the way. They don't even know this can buy me this toy, that toy, that toy, that milk. You know, that meal I like. My mother can do this. They don't know that. So if you're not if you're not aware of what is available for you, and actually the power that is available for you, you abuse it. And you won't even walk in it actually. Praise God. Yeah. So get to that place. Get, get to that place where you value the word of God. So Jesus says you must, whoever hears these sayings of mine. So otherwise you must hear the word of God. You must be in a place where you hear in the word of God. The Bible also says in Psalms 119 verse 130, it says the entrance of their word giveth light. Psalms 119 verse 130. Psalms 119, verse 130 says, The entrance of thy word giveth light and giveth understanding to the symbol. So the Bible says. That means if there is any if there's any person who, who is who is who, who is finding themselves walking in darkness or whose mind is, has, is full of thoughts that are full of darkness and, and all that, the solution is actually the word of God. That's the solution. It is not, do you know that it's not every person who needs deliverance? There are people, all they need is just a word therapy. Just sit them down and just teach them the word of God. And, and you'll be amazed at what will happen to them. So when you sit under a place where the word of God is being taught, light comes. Light comes. You, and you can't experience the light of God outside his word as well. You can't experience God's light outside his word. The word of God gives light. It gives light. It gives light. So when you're a carrier of the word of God, you're carrying light everywhere. When you're speaking the Word of God, they're releasing light everywhere. Hallelujah. Yeah. So let's go on and and read more scriptures. So you must be in a place where the Word of God is being taught. Tell neighbor, you must be in a place. I want to hear you say, you must be in a place where the Word of God is being taught. Yeah. You must be in that place where God's word is being taught... and you must value the word of God. There must be a certain value you must place on the word of God. But let me, let me stay on that for a second. There must be a certain value you place on the word of God. There must be a certain value you place on the word of God. And the value you place on something is seen by how you treat it. I don't know if you know that. The value that you place on something is seen by by how you treat it, how you handle it. That's how you see the value that you've placed on that thing. Just like, even with people, right? The way you treat them shows them the value you've placed on them. Right? Yeah. So even with things, the value you place on it, on something, that's... A, see, just like... For you... There are certain people, just... How many here in school? Mm-hmm. a yeah, student students of any sort? Mm-hmm. Okay. Being a student, um, you'll find different types of students in classes. Right. (laughs) There are those who (laughs) there are certain students who are serious with their work. Mm -hmm. right? Now seriousness is relative. right? There are those of course who are in the library twenty four seven. You know, whenever they wake up, they have to go study and whatnot. There are others who just know their craft. The last minute ones, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they know what to touch. <laughs> At what point. Mm-hmm. For me, I knew who to talk to. <laughs> I had a friend every time, every time before an exam, whatever question I would ask him, and he'd explain, they would come in the exam. I knew, I knew who to talk to. Mm-hmm. If I didn't study something, I am like, I will study this, I'll study that, I'll just ask him. He studies everything. <laughs> and I'll just write everything that he tells me. <laughs> And I would beat him. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, the point is, even let's say when it comes to to school, the value that someone places on school will also be seen by how they handle it, how they treat it. There are certain people who just don't seem to care. Mm-hmm. If, you've been, if you've been if you've been to school, right? There are certain people who just don't seem to care, like whether they clear or they don't clear. Mm-hmm. They just don't seem to care. Mm-hmm. That's like there are certain people who care about their grades other people as long as they pass as long as that's god sees them through <laughs> that's all they ask. as long as they just get the next level whatever they are great they don't care <laughs> you understand that right so the value that they place on something other people have placed just as long as i finish that's the value they've placed of other people as long as I, as long as i get these grades you get it right yeah, so there are different kinds, so the, the value that you place on something is seen by how exactly you handle it. And because someone cares a lot about how about what grades that they want to get, even their commitment won't be like every other student in class. They will be extra committed. They will study more than the, the average student in class. And those who don't care about it, of course they'll just do whatever, you know, they'll just be living anyhow. You understand? Yeah. Whereas of those, then it's just baffling sometimes. But anyway, so place value on the Word of God. Place value on the Word of God. And when you place value on it, you will spend time studying the Scriptures. You will spend time studying the Word of God. You will spend time trying to discover what God has said. You will spend time, personal time. And when you talk about studying the Scriptures, and as a believer, by the way, as a believer, you must have your own personal relationship with the Word of God. You must have it. There must be a relationship between you and God's Word. The word of the relationship between you between you and the word of God should not end on the pulpit when you're hearing pastor teach you. Just the moment pastor is done teaching, ah, Bible closed till next week. No, there must be value you place on the word of God and you must have a personal relationship with God's word. That means you must sit down on your own during the week and study the Bible on a daily basis. You sit down and you study the Bible on your own. Very important. Now, the other thing Jesus said, He says. Whoever hears these things of mine, and then he says, and does them. So, number one, you must also do the word. So, it's not enough to just hear. <laughs> Whoever hears these things of mine and does them. Not if feel that no. God said it, I believe it, and it is done. So, done. You must do it. <laughs> <laughs> You must do the word of God. Tell anybody you, you must do the word of God. Look at them as you are telling them. Look, you must do the word of God. <laughs> yes. You must do the word of God. In other words, you must put the word of God into practice. What has the word of God said? And are you actually doing what the word of God says? When the word of God tells you to pray, do you pray? God's word tells us that we, we should be worshippers. Do you worship? Praise God. And one thing you must you must do, also do is this. You must become everything that God is looking for. Now that's key. You must become everything that God is looking for. For example, the Bible tells us that God is looking for true worshippers, right? It means you must be a true worshipper. So you must become, there are same types of people God is looking for. There are people that, the Bible tells us that God is looking for people to stand in the gap, right? He's looking for people who must be, people who are praying. God is looking for such people. So it means you must make up your mind to become everything God wants and everything God is looking for, and then sometimes the 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 question that most people uh the the question that most people want to or what, what ask themselves is um is concerning their purpose, concerning their assignment. Why is this really my purpose? You understand that, right? Just recently, I think this week I was talking to someone who uh, is at a place where they are. <laughs> They are wondering whether what they whether what they are pursuing in school is really what they should be doing in life. <laughs> Understand that questioning. So it could either come from a place where it's just genuinely, someone is genuinely just wanting to discover their purpose, or school has just become hard. <laughs> I want to believe it's the former. <laughs> Understand? Yeah. So there are times when let's say someone will ask themselves and. Maybe you're at that place as well, where you ask yourself certain questions. Is this really what I should be doing? Because remember, there's a difference between your career and your purpose. Mm-hmm. There the are two different things. The are two different things. You can have a career that's outside your purpose. And you can have a career that complements your purpose. So don't settle for, for me. My, my purpose is to be, what people like say, a hustler <laughs> oh a business, no not no, say hustler. I don't like that word hustler. <laughs> <laughs> or a business person, right? You just want to do everything business related. And that's not that's not that's not wrong. So pursuing a career is not wrong. Alright? And if you're pursuing a career that's not in line with your purpose, it doesn't mean that you're acting in error. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is just you must also give a lot of effort to your purpose on earth. Praise God. So I was I was I was talking to this young lady that uh, was telling me to say she's not she's she's not sure anymore whether what she's pursuing is what she should be doing so she's at a place where she just has a lot of questions concerning what she should be doing and really the simplest answer is that i gave her this have you tried to do everything God is looking for? What the Word of God has said, because the Word of God has told us what exactly what God is looking for. So, have you been? Have you gotten to a place where you where you you are putting yourself to become everything God is looking for? Because remember, what, what the Scriptures provide apply to everyone. You understand that, right? What the Scriptures provide apply to everyone. So, if you are at a place where you you're, you you are positioning yourself to be everything God wants you to, God wants you to be on earth. It means you, he will actually reveal himself and what he wants for you more. Because remember, sometimes, and, and this, this, is, this is the thing about God, you will never know your entire purpose in one picture. It's not possible. There is no person uh, who ever knew, just like for example, God told Moses to take the children of Israel out of, out of Egypt, right? Did God tell him what he will face along the way? No. Moses just faced and then he just, he lost it <laughs> along the way. Abraham, the same thing. God just told Abraham, to, Look, stand up, leave your mother's house. To a land I will show you. So God was going to review to Abraham the land he was going to, to show uh, to show him after he had left. Had Abraham just said, Look, uh, let me just let me just pray more to get more direction. Maybe certain things wouldn't have been done. Are you following? Yeah. So come to that place where you you are doing everything God wants you to do. You must do the word of God. That's what the Bible actually says in James chapter number 1 verse 22. 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 James 1 verse 22. The Bible says, But be doers of the word. Tell your neighbor, be doers of the word. It says, But be doers of the word, and not hearers only, So don't become that believer, don't become that Christian that only hears the word of God but but does not do it. And and when we talk about doing the word of God, we are not referring to simply selective doing of the word of God. There are certain people whom they just do the word of God, the word that just makes them feel nice. (laughs) Don't become selective. It's amazing. For example, the Bible teaches us on giving, right? So, it teaches us on giving. So, there are certain believers who have no issue with giving in the house of God. Like they can give. But when the Bible talks about living, living rights, it's the 21st century. <laughs> All of a sudden, that does not apply. <laughs> you understand? So, don't become selective when it comes to what to do in the Word of God. You must do the Word of God in as in holy. You must do the Word of God. Don't become selective. No, you can do A, but you can't do B. You can do C, but you can't do D. (laughs) So you must must be a doer of the word. Don't just become a hearer. For example, what what you're hearing from me right now, it shouldn't end here. From, From here, you must go out there and do what the word of God has said. You must do exactly what you're being taught. You must do what the scriptures have said. So be a doer of the word of God. So don't just sit in warming chairs. <laughs> Indeed. No, you must do the word of God. Tell your neighbor, do the word of God. Yeah, do the word of God. So when you see something in the scriptures that you know God wants you to do in, in, in that moment, do it. Do it. And men and women in the Bible that, that made a difference were people who did the word of God, were people who obeyed what God said. Remember what Abraham did. God tells Abraham to just stand up and go sacrifice Isaac. <laughs> and, the, and the amazing thing is, God just told him, go and sacrifice your only son, Genesis chapter number 22. All right? He says, go and sacrifice your only son. See, Abraham did not sit and try to negotiate with God. But God, you're a loving God. <laughs> you, you gave, Lord. <laughs> I honestly think if it was today, And someone heard the voice telling them, Do this. I think some people just start binding. Pastor, you can't believe what Satan was trying to tell me today. (laughs) This devil. (laughs) Abraham knew he was hearing in that moment. And Abraham just, Yes, Lord. You see, what God was trying to do in that moment, and pay particular attention to this what God was trying to do in that moment. And it's, it's, a, it's a lesson to each one of us. And sometimes God does it to a number of believers as well. You must ask yourself certain questions. Number one, is there anything in your life you can't give up for the sake of God? Ask yourself that question. Is there anything in your life you can't give up for the sake of God? If there is, And in this moment it's actually even easy to say ah for god nothing <laughs> me me, i love god <laughs> nothing <laughs> until we ask you for something <laughs> until we ask him for something <laughs> there are certain people who even stop praying simply because god just told them ah, this relationship of yours is not godly come out of it god may i love him don't understand, <laughs> Lord. I love her. I know what I found in her. <laughs> when God calls for something, just work out. <laughs> Praise God. If God calls for something, just if God tells you to give something, just give it. <laughs> just give it. Praise God. And uh, amazing thing. Anyway, I'll re- i I'll, I'll read some scriptures to you later. For now, uh, yeah, so you must do the Word of God uh, and you must allow the Word of God to affect every area of your life. You must allow the Word of God to affect every area of your life, so when it comes to, let's say, your academics, when it comes to, let's say, your business, when it comes to, let's say, your, um, your mental health in every area, your finances really, your family and everything. You must allow the Word of God to affect every area of your life. You must allow... The Word of God must be able to dictate what you do in every area, don't, like I said earlier, don't become selective in what you do for the way, in what you do. Don't become selective. You must do the word, God, the word of God entirely. Praise God. And it must affect every area of your life. Every area. Is there an area of your life where God has no say? Is there an area of your life where God has no say? Where you've not tried to get the counsel of God, but you've tried to get the counsel of everyone really. Except God. You've gone on YouTube to listen to God knows who. Mm. And honestly, I just think Ah, uh, this sometimes this YouTube ministry destroys the rate of believers. Mm. <laughs> Recently, there was um, a gentleman that I was that I was dealing with and he was we were talking um, I led him to Christ, okay? And he asked me whether, he asked me a number of questions rather. Let me not specify the questions he asked, but I'll, I'll pick out one that he asked. Um, he asked me quite a number of questions, but he asked me a, a question that a lot of people have asked me before, which is, um, when you accept the Lord Jesus as your savior, and you go out there and continue living the same way you used to live. For example, you've come to church, you've accepted Jesus, right? And a number of people have done that, eh? Yeah. Crying, and there are people who give give their life to Christ at funerals. That's that's one of the worst places. At that graveyard when the pastor is saying, it could be you next. (laughs) (laughs) And then you meditate on it, what if I die tomorrow? (laughs) i got to be right with God. (laughs) Since <laughs> then, people give their life to Christ at funerals, right? Most people, most of those, never last because two days later they discover they're not dying. Ah, Lord, let us go back. <laughs> anyway, so, um, so she, you know, he asked me that question and asked me say if the person continues living the same way, what happens to them? And I explained to them, say, look, did the person really give their life to Christ, or they gave it and then took it back? The moment they just gave it on the altar and they sat down, they saw like a text on their phone I'm getting this life back. <laughs> <laughs> and they've gone to do, ev- like, nothing has changed about them. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Nothing. They live the same way mm-hmm. as in everything. I just explained, say, look, that person obviously won't go to heaven. Mm-hmm. It's clear, right? Mm-hmm. Because even the book of Galatians tells us the same, the, the same thing. Galatians 5 tells the same thing. Those who do certain things will not inherit the kingdom of God. That's what the Bible says, right? Yeah, so I showed them the Galatians. Now, they went to, to ask someone else who is acquainted with YouTube ministry. And they were misled. Hmm. Hmm. Misled? No. They told them something like, Anyway, let me not, <laughs> let me not <laughs> say certain things. Yeah. And there are those who. This is partnership <laughs> I don't start rebuking people. <laughs> Praise God. Yeah. So you must. say when, when James chapter 1, verse 22, James chapter 1, verse 22 says, But be doers of the word and not hear as only, says, deceiving yourselves. So, in other words, the people who actually hear the word of God and does not don't do them actually walking in deception. So, even if you come to church, even if you come to church looking so good with like a handbag, you sit there and feeling nice and whatnot. But if you hear the word of God and you are not doing the word of God, you are just walking in deception, you are just deceiving yourself. It's deception to hear the word of God and not do it. And the one who is deceiving is not even the one who is teaching you. You yeah, are the one who is deceiving yourself. So you must see, You must. You must become. You must become that person who just who wants to do what God, what God says. He says, he goes on to say, for if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. Imagine that. You go in a mirror, you try to do your face. Okay, you try to do your hair, whatever it is you, you, you do in front of a mirror. And then the mo- immediately you just stay your back, you've forgotten everything you are from seeing. Doesn't even make any sense. So what was the point of being in the mirror if you're going to forget how you look? <laughs> no point, right? Tell <laughs> yeah. never so be a doer of the word. Say it out loud, say be a doer of the word. Yeah. You must do the word of God. So it's deception to not do the word of God. You are walking in deception if you don't do the word of God. And God wants us to do do his word without hesitation. Genesis chapter number uh, 12 verse 1 to 4. How Abraham reacted. God told him to leave. Genesis chapter number 12 verse 1 to 4. God told Abraham to leave his father's house to go to a land which he will show him. Abraham did not even hesitate. Abraham just started off immediately. Immediately. Abraham just started off. And that's how God wants us to be prompt with His Word. How prompt are you when it comes to doing the Word of God? When you, when you find out that the Word of God says this, so how well do you do it? And no, there, there, there are certain times when let's say you'll be reading certain portions of, of, of scriptures. I'll give you an I'll, I'll give you an example when you talk about doing the, doing the word of God. Maybe let me give you examples of what that the Bible says. M- Mark. A non-portion of scripture. Mark. Mark chapter number 16, verse 15. Mark chapter number 16, verse 15. Mark 16, verse 15. Going down. Mark. I love this scripture. Mark chapter number uh, 16, verse 15. Now, this, this scripture tells us something very, very interesting. It says, And he said to them, So this is just talking to them, right? I want us to, to agree together. So this is just talking to them, right? Yeah. He said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Number one, that's an instruction there. Question is, do you obey it? Or the preaching of the gospel for you is for for pastors? (laughs) This is an instruction to every believer. No, let's come for evangelism. Me, I don't know how to talk to people. Just don't know how to even say hi to someone. They're shy. It says, go into all the world, right? Are you looking at your Bible? It says, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And says, and he who believes and is baptized will be saved. We've seen that order, right? Believing and baptized, not the other way around. Baptizing and believing. We'll be baptizing people at the end of the year. Not at the end of the year. I think September october maybe you see some some of you need to be baptized (laughs) yeah because you took a bath Mm. (laughs) so it says "He, he who believes and is baptized will be saved but he who does not believe will be condemned so the bible says right and then it says and this sign shall follow those who what look at your bible please and this sign shall follow those who what? Those who what? Say it out loud. Those who what? So this sign shall follow those who believe. It says, in my name, they will cast out devils. So question, do you believe? How many devils do you cast out? That some even go even even months uh, casting out. This. How do you guys manage? <laughs> it says in my name, they will cast out devils. Say they will speak with new tongues for those who believe. In case someone never told you tongues are just a gift for some. The Bible says those who believe. Anyway, it's a story for another day. It says they will take up serpents and they will they will drink anything deadly. It will not have it will not hurt them. It says they will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So those who believe, when they when they find people who are sick, what do they do? They lay hands on the sick, right? Yeah. So for those who believe, a get well soon is not enough. Praying for you. I'm here for you. No, 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 no. <laughs> It's not enough to just be there for someone the bible says you must lay hands on the sick and the sick will recover you together so when you see scriptures like this you must be prompt you see you must, your first reaction must be to do the word of god when you're presented with certain situations not when you're presented with certain situations let me call pastor <laughs> no nothing wrong with 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 calling pastor absolutely nothing wrong with it So you must be prompt when it comes to doing the word of God. Tell your neighbor, be prompt. Yeah. So what the word of God says you must do, you must do it. What God says you must do, you must do it. That means if it's not in the scriptures, don't do it. If God hasn't told you, don't do it. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Let's go out and and read. uh, Okay. Let me not go on that point a little too much. We'll go back to to Matthew 7. That's our focus for today, right? Matthew 7. Matthew chapter number 7. So the Bible says, so we've already looked at the Jesus said, therefore whoever hears these sins of mine, we've already looked at said, and does them. He says, he will, I will liken him to a, to a wise man who built his house on the rock. So the Bible says, right? So whoever hears the word of God and does them, the Bible says he, he, he's, he's likened or is being compared to a wise man who hears the word, the word of God, and um, to a wise man who built his, his house on the rock. So the Bible says. So there, the Bible shows that, that, that uh, number one, the house must actually be built in the rock because the second part, the Bible just shows that there was actually another person who built his house on sand, right? So the Bible says. So it says you must build your house on the rock. And that's, the rock is just simply symbolic of the word of God. It's symbolic on Jesus Christ. So that's so, so the, what the, the Bible says there. Now, talking about foundations. And earlier, I gave an example of, let's say, when you come from certain places, really, and we have these places in Zambia. When you, when you hear that a house has fallen down inside, you have to question the foundation, right? Because you can't build a normal house with a well-structured foundation and the house falls. And that's how even the, the the strength of any building is in the foundation. If, you ever, if you've ever been at a place where they're building a house, you know that they pay particular attention to a foundation. That's very key. It's very key. Even the, the, the height of any building is also dependent on how, how deep it's going down there. So if you want to, for example, you can't compare the foundation of this building right here into that of indigo House. If you dig the same foundation that they used to build this place. And then they're trying to build the building and start physical. It do not even reach anywhere close. you will collapse. You understand? So it's talking about foundation. It's talking about building your house on the rock. So you must build your whole life on the word of God. You must, as in your whole life, must be must be built on the word of God. Like I said earlier, you you must never be selective when it comes to doing the word of God. There shouldn't be no. I can only do this part of the word of God, but I can't do that other part. You must do the word of God entirely. Are you listening to me? You must do the word of God entirely. And you must build your whole life on the word of God. You must build your whole life on the word of God. And and when I talk about building your whole life on the word of God, have you ever, for example, I'll give you this example. Have you ever made... <laughs> uh, let, me, let me put it like this. Most of us here are in school, right? Majority of us here are in school. Now, and majority of the people here or here in school, I assume that most of us at least, they, they are paying for a school fees, right? Or someone out there is paying for a school fees, that no matter who. It can be a sibling, a parent, guardian, or being sponsored by an organization or whatever, or government. Someone is paying for a school fees, right? Now, one day maybe you told your parents or your guardians or your siblings or whatever that you wanted to go to a particular school or they told you school you go to, whatever happened to you. And when you got the acceptance or when you went there to apply, you never had sight of school fees in that moment, did you? No. All you did was just, was just given the money for application form. And you went there, applied. Mm-hmm. And when you got accepted... Before maybe you even stepped your foot in that class, you are calling yourself for it. For example, you are studying medicine. I'm a doctor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, right? Yeah. You even get offended if your brother calls it you by your name. Put doctor. <laughs> Take offense. <laughs> you know what I mean? You you build as in you're already seeing your future on something you've not even yet handled. Just like, for example, they are said, especially gentlemen are the ones who do in. I think girls have also, also gone into business a lot nowadays. But gentlemen make a lot of deals, strange ones. Sometimes, but gentlemen make a lot of deals. Now, there are times when, if you are making a particular deal, you are able to speak confidently because of the other person you're dealing with, because of the integrity of the other person you're dealing with. You understand that, right? You are able to plan a certain way because of the other... You're you're even able to tell your your, your, your friends, no, I'll give you that command. Don't worry, I'm working on something. You are building your entire hope or you're building everything based on the words of somebody. And it's because of the integrity of that person that you're dealing with. And that's how it is even, even let's say, with... with, with, let's say, even with school. If your lecturer tells you, don't worry, you've cleared. You won't even, you won't even, <laughs> you will go and testify. <laughs> you've not even opened your portal but you're testifying in church. I cleared. <laughs> Why? The integrity of the person who's told you. And that's how it is. How much more the integrity of God? If God says you should, if God says this about your life, how much more, how much more should you bet your life on it? If we can rely on the words of a human being a certain way, if you can build your life, if you can make your plans, if you can, if you can do, if you can do all these things based on the words of one person, one man, one woman. Your parents will come home and tell you, don't worry, you're going to school next week. You won't even, it won't even be a prayer point anymore. (laughs) Because they said they're going to school next week, right? You won't even pray about it. You'll just be thanking God, I'm going to school next week. Why right. you're based, you're basing your tomorrow based on the based on the words of one person integrity and that's that you must trust the integrity of god so here the bible is telling us to build our lives on the rock build your whole life on the word of god build your whole life on what god has said your whole life must be based, must be built on what god has said and look at look at what the bible says about, about this god we're dealing with romans chapter number eight romans chapter number eight this is one of my favorite scriptures romans chapter number 8 verse 32. romans chapter number 8 verse 32. maybe let's just read in from verse 31. romans chapter number 8 verse 31 and 32. romans 8 verse 31 and 32. romans chapter number 8 verse 31 and 32. the bible says what then shall we say to these to, to these things if God is for us, who can be against us? Praise God. What a wonderful question. So if God is for you, who can be against you? And when God is on your side, that's not your advantage. You know that, right? That's not your advantage. Growing up, when I was a child, we liked to play football with uh, with the guys in the in the compound and even with my my younger brother and 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 whatnot. Now, There were certain certain kids or certain friends, really, who were really good at football. Like, you know, there's that friend who's just really good, really, really good. Yeah. Some of them actually even play for the Zambian league and at this point, they took their football career further. While we were playing them, they were being serious. (laughs) So anyway, uh, when when you know that there's a certain kid who is good or a certain friend who is good, you want that person to be on on your team. You know what I mean, right? So when playing football, even though know, that one is good. And they tell you, please pick your team. You know who to pick first. You know what I mean, right? You go, ah, I want this one. I want that one. I want because you know that this one, this person being on my side is an advantage. Them being against me, I'm doomed. <laughs> so the Bible tells if God be for you, it's 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 letting you know really. Look, if 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 the bigger one is on your side, then who can stand against you? If the greatest of them all is on your side, then even if someone was to stand, really, to what, to what, what is the, what, what, what is their destiny? But anyway, that's not the point. Verse thirty-three is, is our focus here, I'm showing us the kind of God we're dealing with. It says thirty-three says, He who did not spare His own Son, but delivered Him up for us, how shall He not with Him freely give us all things? I don't know if you've seen what the Bible is asking you there. It says, look, if God was able to get Jesus his best gifts, and say, look, this is my best, I've given you, how much more other things? How? You think I can give you other things? It's like, let's say, someone has come to you and let's say, oh, uh, please, uh, I need to borrow some money from you. Oh, how much do you want? Oh, I want a 1,000. Uh, okay, I'll, but I have 1,200 from me. That's all the money. Are. So means if means you, if, if you get this 1,000, I'll just give you the 200 but I'll give you anyway. And they give you that, that 1,000. Then you have it when you... Then later on, you discover, maybe I'm short of a 50 quart. You go back. Do you think they'll refuse the 50 quarts after giving you a 1,000? Doesn't even make any sense. Mm-hmm. So if someone is able to give you their best, what more the, the least things? You see, when we talk about God, we're dealing with the type of person who gave us his best. Jesus was the best that God gave us. Imagine a man who, who walked blameless in the face, on the face of the earth. No, as in no error. From childhood to the time that he died. Perfection. It says, how much if God was able to give you that gift? If God was able to deliver that gift, and 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 do you know that there is no believer who's received any less of a gift from God when it comes to the gift of of, of salvation? We've all all received the gift of salvation the same way. We've all received the gift of righteousness the same way. We've all, as the gift of God, the gift of the Holy Spirit, we've received received the gift of the Holy Spirit the same way. What the Bible is telling us is: look, God has given us his best. How much more shall we give you? these other things. That's the kind of God we're dealing with. That's the integrity of this God we're dealing with. He's not looking to withhold anything from us. He's freely giving us all things that the Bible is saying here. And this will be the mindset even when you're going in prayer. Don't go in prayer with the mindset of going to beg God. God is not looking for you to beg him. No, God is not looking for you to beg him. No. How does, how does a father want a child to beg them? I won't give until you beg me. <laughs> Say please. <laughs> then I'll give you. <laughs> a father doesn't do that. Well, a mother doesn't do that, right? Yeah, Your sibling maybe. <laughs> who knows? Or your cousin. But <laughs> God is not that to us. God is a father. Praise God. So the integrity of this God we're dealing with is such that he's one who is actually looking help us he's one who is looking to give us the things that we need in him he's one who is looking for us to walk in the fullness of god the bible says of his fullness have we received so the bible says in john chapter number one verse 17 of his fullness have we received praise god yeah so god can be trusted so build your life on him god can be trusted imagine I want you to, to picture this. When you read certain people in the Bible, when you read certain people like Abraham, imagine imagine how Abraham gambled his... As in, Abraham was an old man when God told him to give up Isaac. Abraham was an old man. God told him, look, give me this, give me this Isaac. And Abraham did not even try to question God about it. All that Abraham did was just to move immediately say, look, Lord, I'll give you this. You must be you you must build your whole life you see they are not with with, with God is not like what do people do that baiting? it Ball a bit? yeah trusting that's gambling right <laughs> those who participate that is say yes <laughs> we know you so it can go either way but you see God is not like that there is nothing like no Believing in God can go either way, whether it's either, either it could work or it could it can't work. With God, there's only one ending, there's only one ending, only one, only one. What the example I usually like to give is this. The Bible tells us exactly what Jesus did to Satan, all right, exactly what Jesus did to Satan. The Bible tells, shows us that we actually, we are victorious in him, right? We are more than conquerors. The Bible shows us all all these beautiful things. But then, it doesn't stop Satan from trying to fight. It doesn't stop Satan from trying to do all these things. Now, the example I usually try to give people is this. Now, I'm a person who loves sports. All right? Who loves sports. Football, Formula One, basketball. I follow sports, generally. Now, when we're we're dealing with, uh, when we're dealing, let's say, with football, and you are, How many here watch football first? Raise your hand. Okay. Only one lady. You deserve a drink. (laughs) Anyway, so when you're dealing, let's say, with football and you're watching a particular match, all right, let's say your team is playing, assuming, let's say, you support Manchester United, which I don't support. Assuming, let's say, you support Manchester United and they, uh, let's say, they win the match right, they beat their opponent, you know, Atletico Madrid. And after beating Atletico Madrid, <laughs> after beating Atletico Madrid, let's say, let's say they beat them 3-0, okay, and they score all their goals in the second half, or something. Then you're excited as a fan, right? The following day, when you're watching, fo- you, you decide to turn on to your TV, your DS TV, and there's the replay of that match and then it's in the first half, and then you are seeing uh, an Madrid player trying to, trying to score. Are you going to be worried? Why? You've already seen the match. You know how it ends. So it doesn't matter who tries to, uh, whatever they try to do, that won't matter. You've already, you've already watched all oh, you are doing that moment. You, you know the outcome no matter what they try to do. That's just a replay. Now, if the Bible tells us the end come, of Satan and our and our end results as well. In other words, for us, our life is such a way that we know the end results. Even while going through certain things, we know how it's going to end. There is no there is no reason for you to worry. There is no reason for you to for, so the Bible tells you to be anxious for nothing. There is no reason for you to sit down and mm, what if what if what if. But when you when you base your whole life on the Word of God. When your mind is consumed by the things that God has said. You are not concerned about what what, what is happening around you. You know how the ending is going to be. Praise God. So you must build your life on the word of God. And before I make the final the integrity of God's word is unmatched. The word of God has got integrity. God has got integrity. God has got integrity. Then the final thing I'll mention, we go back to uh, maybe we'll, maybe we won't read it. The scripture from reading Matthew chapter number seven, verse twenty-four to verse twenty-four, verse twenty-four going down. The Bible tells us that of course uh, the man who built, who built his house on the rock. The Bible says, says that the, the waters, the rains came, the winds blew, and the Bible says that the house did not fall, right? Because he's built his house on the rock. So the Bible says, right? Now, the Bible there is showing us something quite interesting. It's showing us number one, the winds will come. <laughs> the rains will come. So, the Bible is not telling you that you actually have a smooth ride on the earth. In fact, there's, there's something that the Bible calls in, in the book of <laughs> Ephesians chapter number 6 verse 13. I'm ending early just out of a partnership moment together. Ephesians chapter number 6 verse 13. There's something that a, a number of people have not have not seen this in the Bible, but it's there. But you've experienced it. I know each one of us has, has experienced this. Ephesians chapter number 6 verse 13. The Bible says, Therefore, take up the whole armor of God. Have you seen that? Have you seen that? It says, therefore, Ephesians 6 verse 13 says, Therefore, take up the whole armor of God. says, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. Hmm. Have you seen that? The Bible says that there will actually be an evil day. There's actually something called an evil day. Have you ever had the day where nothing seems to be going your way, <laughs> where nothing just seems to be working, <laughs> people, school, <laughs> I mean, right, work? There is such a thing called an evil day. So the Bible says, mm. and the Bible also says as in the scripture, our our main focus, that the winds will actually come, the rains will actually come in that moment. They will. They will can. But then, the difference between you and another person is simply that if you build your life on the rock, if you build your life on the word of God, doesn't matter the type of wind that comes, doesn't matter how bad the wind comes, for you, you you'll be able to stand. You'll be able to stand. Even in the evil day, you know your confession is the word of God. Even in the evil day, you know that the word of God is on your lips. You can't say anything other than what God has said. You won't won't have the excuse. No, I said that because I was just having a bad day. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. For us, we speak the word of God consistently. Consistently. When the winds come, we speak the word of God. Praise God. When the rains come, we're confessing the word of God. When all this is happening, we are speaking nothing but the word of God. The word of God is the only thing on our lips the whole time. And like I said, being a believer doesn't mean certain things may not happen. Certain things will happen. But it's 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 not a matter of what happens, it's a matter of how you respond. The question is do you respond with the word of God when certain things happen? When things come your way and they don't seem they don't seem to be going the way you want them to. Do you respond with the word of God or do you sit down and worry? Are you following? Yeah. Get to that place where you are where you're building your whole life on the word of God. The Bible tells us about another person who built his life on sand. And sand is something that is unstable. It's unstable. And there are a lot of people who build their lives. And and when we talk about things like things that are unstable, for example, I'll give you an example of of systems. There are people, let's say, who build their lives on certain systems. Let's say government, right? Now, government change. (laughs) You know that, right? Yeah. There are people who were bowling just last year. (laughs) yeah there there are people who are they were bosses just last year today they are not they are in court one case after another you build your life on systems there are certain people who they build their lives on just school like it's just it's everything like school is everything the day they they fail of course God doesn't love them they question the love of God how can I get a D in this this is equals me me i pray i fast i tithe i do everything lord wow, what's this don't don't build your life on systems don't build your life on on, on 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 everything else except the word of god build your life on the word of god alone that's the, the, that's that's the sure ground that's the solid rock that's the most solid ground you can build your life on praise god praise god yeah if you build your life on anything else, it will fall. The Bible says, Great was this fall. The Bible says, It will fall. If you build your life on anything else, it will fall. You build your life just generally. Do you know, what, there are certain people who behave as though the moment their career is just over, then they're dead. And that's why sometimes you find certain people when they retire, they don't even have end up, end up living long. They have nothing to do. They built their life simply on just work in the morning. In the morning they go to work, come back, do this, come back. That's just the routine. They built their life on that. Build your life on the Lord of God. Build your life on what God has said. And like I said earlier, you must seek to become everything that God wants you to be. Praise God. Let's rise to our feet.